Hi folks, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Popcorn Profile. You can find us at Apple, Spotify, Overcast, Castro, Castbox, Pocketcast, Google, Stitcher and PC Addict. You can also check us out on NACA Media's website where you can also find some other good podcasts such as BizPod and Et2 Millennials and also you can check us out on Twitter at Popcorn Profile. Thanks for tuning in guys. Cheers. Ooh, do you have nightmares, Sam? That's a good Me. question. Yeah. Um, like, do you do you get nightmares? I use I used to get them quite a lot, but they just seem to go away a bit. I have. I'm sorry. I have, <laughs> I have a genuine theory, right? That people that like horror don't get nightmares, and people that don't like horror do get nightmares, because it's like a real lived unenjoyable experience. So why would you actively search out for it tomorrow? Because Becca doesn't get them, and Anton doesn't get them. And you also now also don't get them. That's it, theory confirmed. I think y'all don't have no, nightmares. No, no, here's the debunker. Lev, oh. how fucked up are your nightmares? Really fucked, apparently. I mean, I've had them since I was a child, so they seem pretty normal. What's your thoughts on horror movies? Um, Do you like horror movies? Oh, they're my favourite genre, yeah. Boom. Oh, she broke it. Louise had a theory that people that don't have nightmares like horror movies and people that do have nightmares hate horror movies. There will always be that one person who breaks it. I see nightmares as free horror films. Unless it's like... I can see Becca's laughing. She said this to me before multiple times. Like, yeah, it's a free show. (laughs) I mean, unless it was something like my family getting murdered, then that's that's just not not it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just bored by this conversation already. You <laughs> theory. <laughs> <laughs>
And, um, I don't know, like, I know what everyone says online about Batman and Robin, and probably a little bit about, less on Batman Forever, but mainly Batman and Robin. Bad but, like, nipples. there's. Bad but, like, don't... butts. Yeah. Bat nips. <laughs> That's the big one. But, like, I don't know. Those films hold a special place in my heart just because of, I think, just the amount of times I watched them and the nostalgia I am probably going to get. Like, like that I got just from watching them as a kid. Like, seeing clips make me laugh. Like, just watching all of, like, a compilation of Arnie's puns as Mr. Freeze is glorious. And, um... But anyway, I just realized I'm kind of going on a rant um, about judgment. Becca, why did you pick them? What was, the, what, was the, what was the reasoning? I picked them because I wanted a director who'd done as many different genres as possible. Mm-hmm. And I like that we're gonna go from a horror to weird, campy superhero films to a musical. That seems quite fun. Yeah, and they it's all like a trajectory. Yeah, they all have like his style to them, and like he does have like his way of directing that is very unique that people either vibe with or don't vibe with, and it's interesting to see how it's applied to like all the different films. Well, the the fun thing is, I watched Lost Boys, and just from a couple of the shots, like specifically like the sweeping shots of the of the the town, I was like, "Oh, this is why he got picked for Batman." Yeah, Louise okay. had similar thoughts of like watching it. It's like, oh, I can see why they would think he would do a good Batman. Mm-hmm. It it was interesting as we were watching it. I was like, "Wow, this really is an action film," even though it's. At least for the first third, it's not an action film. Yeah. Really takes a turn mm. when people start dying. Oh god, yeah, it's like horrifically violent. Also, yeah, we should probably see what we're actually talking about. The film. Oh, so, so we, we're, we're talking we, about Lost Boys. The Lost which, Boys. Not from Peter Pan. Not from Peter Pan. This one's got a Kiefer with a sick mullet. <laughs> Kiefer <laughs> Sutherland. Das Kiefer. Kiefer. Mm. So, I'd never seen this before. What did um, you think? Was, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought I thought Lost Boys was excellent. It was so much fun. <laughs> that's, like, um, that's good to know. But it was, it was interesting because like there was a part where the mum shows up and she gets like frightened and then tackled the ground by her dad. I was like, this is a bit weird. And then the kids were immediately like, yeah, this is a bit weird. I was like, okay, no, they're on side. Cool. <laughs> okay, sound. We're we're going here. And then we had um. Like, hearing about the Lost Boys for years, I had a weird image in my head that I thought was going to be something along the lines of, like, people get included in this, like, vampire motorcycle club because they all wore leather jackets and they all ride their bikes and they were going to go on, like, a road trip across America. That was my thought of the film. It was not that. Where did the road trip across America come from? Yeah, I was always here. <laughs> yeah, like, the rest of it, I can see why you thought that because they are kind of like a vampire motorcycle gang with leather jackets. Which is cool. It's yeah, cool. very cool, but they literally never leave Santa Carla. No, they don't. Um, I think it's just because that's my automatic assumption of, like, biker chapters. That's what they do. They just drive across America and their motorcycles doing motorcycle gang stuff. I feel like you don't actually know anything about bikers. Nope, I do not. <laughs> I know Jack. I know absolute deadly squat about bikers. I did like that bit where him, the main boy, main younger brother, yeah. and the granddad 
got into the car and then we're like right we're going into the town and then the granddad just got out the car and was like no we can't drive the car <laughs> I like that bit that was a good meme yeah he was like and we went to town granddad yeah it's the closest we're going to get to town or something like that yeah <laughs> yeah what's what's your thoughts on it Louise I quite liked it um those those of you may not know I'm a huge fan of like vampire content for some reason I'm yes. not I'm not too sure why I think I watched a lot as a kid and I'm always like interested to see that take on a very specific kind of folklore. I really find the the differences in the vampires always quite interesting because people will sort of pick the ones which most apply to their story. So I think especially there is like a lot of queer coding with this one and just how they're different. And then of course because it's kind of 80s there's there's that oh the you know gays are dangerous and whatever sort of vibes in there. Um and I always think it's interesting of what's the purpose of this take on this kind of looks human but is dangerous. Um, mm. And yeah, there was the bit, they did a joke about he thinks he's eating rice, but it's actually fake maggots. And then, no, it is just rice. Yeah. Um, and the noodles, oh, the noodles are worms, and which is a reference they do in what, what we, we do, do in the, the shadows. shadows. And I was like, oh, that's <laughs> where it comes from. I swear to God, Deacon literally says that he watched The Lost Boys and thought it was cool. Probably. <laughs> In the film. Probably. Um, Which was, I thought was really fun. But yeah, I, I, was think, like, I think it was just really well put together. Um, I think uh, it suffered a little bit of over-editing. Oh yeah, there was all a, of his films do. There was a lot of like action points oh, where the action felt more drawn out because we just had all of these shots in between. So like, you know, someone's flying across a room and it's too long because we've got everyone's reaction or whatever. The main thing you pointed out is when um, I, all of their names have escaped me because I've watched so many films in between <laughs> The Lost Boys and now. Um, when the main guy and the lady vampire... Uh, were Star and Michael? Star and Michael. Michael. Were um, boinking. Mm. You, <laughs> we were watching it and you're like, wow, I never realised that, you know, during a sex scene, why not just use all of the angles and <laughs> all was, of the footage you filmed? It was like every single shot and every single angle, but they were all essentially three to four shots just all overlaid. Yeah. It's like, well, why not? <laughs> right? You filmed all this footage, might as well just... Yeah, how to get the so. most out of the footage you filmed. Use it all. So I think like that is probably just because it's kind of dated filmmaking. Yeah. But the actual story was pretty good. I think the characters were really compelling. There was those two kids... I couldn't take seriously the vampire hunting kids. Ah, uh, the the uh, Ed, Edgar, Edgar and Alan, and Alan. <laughs> the Frog Brothers. And the Frog so, Brothers. That was. I was trying to remember what their last yeah, name was. It was just frog. weird, yeah. but but charming. I think. I think. You think overall, I was charmed by it. I, I think I, I I liked a lot of the characters. I thought I thought the granddad was fun. I thought the mum was mm. quite funny. I liked. Uh, I liked. I liked Sam. Love the dog. The dog's the real MVP. Do. The dog's a real MVP. Um, I, David was great as the sort of head of the chapter. Yeah. Totally love himself, playing it up. Great. I thought that my only issue is I thought Michael was just dead boring as like a, as the main protagonist of the story. I think that's the point. Is it's one of those easy to put yourself on characters. Yeah, and also when it's like the character supposed to undergo a change. Mm. If it's within mm. one film, yeah, you can't really give do. them like such a definite personality, because then 
it, it's too much to learn how they are and then how they change in their new version within one film. If it was like, you know, at the third or fourth film in the series, then sure, yeah, you can like have a strong main character who gets overtaken by evil. But like within one film it's very difficult to manage. I think as well, don't don't get me wrong, it's definitely very tropey. There's a lot of tropes in there which I think are a little old, even at the mm-hmm. time that they made it. Mm-hmm. But overall, I actually enjoyed it. We had fun. We, we, had a good, we, we did had have fun. fun watching it. I, I really liked the... Oh, God, what's the name of... Uh, who turns out to be the head vampire? Me. In the end. Max. Max. I loved whole, the whole thing of, like, Max literally led to a dead end at that really hilarious dinner scene where they were literally trying to, you know, get him. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. And then in the end, it's like, oh, no, totally. He's like, oh, you invite me in. And then I was like, oh, okay, very good. Because me and Liv were convinced, like, no, totally. It's totally Max. And then gets proven wrong. I was like, oh, okay. It's like, yeah, but there's something not right about him, is there? And then, lo and behold. And then Grandpa gets him. Yeah. <laughs> with his big truck. Yeah. You okay? Oh, man. It's either they're taking away the bottles or the... Things making weird noises. Well, the heating is still on. Yeah, but mine doesn't make noises. Maybe it's learning. Just worried it's gonna pick up on the whatever. I'll be fine. Sam can use editing skills. Okay, well, if you hear like a. It's Voldemort. <laughs> it's Voldemort. It's Voldemort. Got it. Voldemort. Perfect. So, um. You were talking about how Grand uh, had all of his stakes. No, that's that's a different film. That's the Wild Thornberrys. He had all the stakes in his truck. Yeah. Well, I also love the fact that like 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 Granddad obviously he knew about the thing the whole the whole time, which like that that amazing end line where he grabs his root beer. He's like, "There's one thing about this city I can't stand." Mm. It's the goddamn vampires. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the, the closing line of the film, but like it, it makes total sense because then you look back at the film and then there's the bit where he's like kind of spying on his his daughter talking to Max at dinner and Max kissing him. He, like he knows there's something up with him. Like, like I kind of thought about him being, being overprotective of his of his daughter. Oh, it's because he knew he kinda... was a head vampire. Yeah, yeah. Which to be I honest, thought... is a bit of a bitch move to not be like, oh, see, by the way, by the way, daughter, he's a vampire. <laughs> he wants. To eat you. Well, he's like he's like I'd love you, but I want you a part of my cult or something. Yeah, um, the very cult like vampires in this. Very one. cult heavy. Very cult heavy. Join mm. us, Michael. They say Michael a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you say that. Yeah, I didn't get any of their names except for Star. <laughs> because I was like, that's a bit of a dumb name. Yeah, a little bit. No offense to people who are called Star, but I think it was just. They all have normal names. Yeah, like Michael, Sam, David, Max, and Star. And Gavroche. Well, we don't know what Gavroche was called. He did have a name. Frog Brothers. And the Frog Brothers. (laughs) I did quite like Edgar and Alan. (laughs) Edgar and Alan are quite funny. That's a good one. (laughs) So what I I quite find is an interesting bit. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I went closer there. (laughs) Because we want to be closer. Um, I, I really thought that uh, it was one of those films that if I watched it again, I would be seeing a lot more upon upon a second viewing. Um, and I think you said they were wanting to do a sequel, right? Or they had set it up. 
with a sequel in mind that that the other yeah. vampire didn't explode. Yeah. So um, at the end, when David gets uh, thrown onto the antlers, <laughs> um, everyone's like, "Is he dead?" And then Max comes up and is like, "He is dead." But that's like you know, just Max. Yeah, yeah, the head vampire saying, "Yes, my son has died." Like you know, can't trust him. fam, please. Um, so they were wanting to do like a a sequel or like an ending scene where they all like meet up secretly and they're actually like not dead like the ones in the house are actually not dead because or some of them because like you know one of them just got like bathed in the holy water and garlic yeah well we saw we definitely saw like bones and stuff of some of them but the others yeah. we just sort of saw them fall over and yeah like, mm. so they were like i think it was maybe that max and david weren't dead but definitely david mm. was wasn't he dead and was like still going on and thriving and gonna do other shenanigans which I feel sort of is is definitely a motif within vampire films themselves. It's definitely like a um, Fright Night thing, you know, it's of this is like a vampire but there's more out there and now that we have the key now we gotta go hunting vampires. Oh, I thought you meant like that the vampires never die. Well, that also... Because I was thinking of Tom Cruise in the interview with the vampire. <laughs> also true, the, the not dying is also like a theme. So, so there's potential there, but yeah, I don't think I would watch a sequel to that film. No, I think the one <laughs> film's good enough. I think. Yeah. Yeah, hot everything, did everything it with that one. It was good, but it wasn't good enough. Like, I also don't think it was bad enough that it would need a remake. Yeah, yeah. I actually still think it holds up. I don't. I. I. I don't know. If I'd agree with it. Like, it's good, but wasn't good enough. I. I. I kind of like the idea of stuff just being sort of self-contained and like. Like, you know, under the impression that not everything needs a sequel, especially if it was, like, you know, such a well self-contained story that it's just... Like, I I, I just... I, I like I like it as a sort of fun, like, campy horror action adventure movie kind of deal. Can you guess what it was based upon? Oh, that's right. You told me. I wouldn't say... Is there any chance that I would get it within a guess? Yes. With with some thought, which I know is difficult for like, you, but you, you can do it. You're so mean, Louise. You're so mean. We already talked about not being mean to Sam, and you contained yourself for, like, maybe, like, 20 minutes. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I, I don't I think I would have got it. But then oh, you explained yeah. it, and then I was like, okay, that makes sense. I'll, I'll find, I'll find, Sam can have a think. I'll find yeah, it again yeah. so oh I can God, have it. So uh, is, is it based on literature or something that exists within real life? Yeah, both. Why both. are you using Chrome? Why are you using Chrome? I want Impto. Oh, man. The Lost Boys, what would it be based on? Like, the characters, just the name, the Lost Boys, some of the names of the characters... Can I just assume something to do with Edgar Allan Poe, nope. considering the Frog Brothers, or is that too that too much of a reach? That, no, that's just one reference within. Who else is Lost Boys? I have to like uh, look at you. David, Max, Michael, Sam. Not not the names of them. The name, the Lost Boys. Who else has been called the Lost Boys? Oh, uh, so their names though. Oh, it's the names. The Lost the Boys. Mm. You know, what? I don't actually know. I've Escapes me. Well, In fact, there's a good chance of probably yet, so you're still thinking. Well, I can still tell him though. No, but I want, I want it. Oh, okay. Because otherwise it'll be like half stilted okay. conversation. So, huh, what we got? What we got? 
who else would have been called the Lost Boys? Um, do, 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 do. You know what? I've got no idea. Like, I literally have no clue. It is. I, I feel like I'm going to kick myself once we get the big reveal for it. I need to find it first, though. So. Why is it fucking up so much? Did you see that? I did, I did see I that. didn't mean to swear there, I'm sorry. Don't okay. put it in. Cut her out. Cut Becca out entirely of this podcast. Oh, oh I found it, I found it. He's got it. He's... There you go. <laughs> Lay on me. Louise. Becca's got it. So, the original screenplay was originally mm-hmm. based on the inspiration that because Peter Pan could fly visited Wendy and her brothers at night and never grew old. Peter Pan must be a vampire, right? That's pretty good. And that's why that's it's pretty called good. The, Lost, the Boys. Lost Boys. That's pretty good. Literally told I, you that at the I start really of the podcast that. as well. You did. <laughs> I think I was just trying to think... I think because my brain couldn't get out of the idea of gothic horror and I was trying to think of other stuff like that. Just So... I was thinking of the wrong place, basically. I don't need a no. tissue. Stop. Just do one big um, Yeah, David was originally called Peter. <laughs> oh my god. That would have been a bit on the nose. The the two brothers were originally Michael and John, but then became Michael and Sam. Yeah, how'd you okay. But the most obvious one is that they're in Peter Pan. They've got Nana, the dog, who takes care of them. And in The Lost Boys, the dog's called Nanook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. I really like that. That's good on you, Joel. Good, good going, buddy. It's like that it's... was Joel didn't write it. Oh, uh, okay. It's really nice. Good job on the, sc- on the on the the screenwriters. Um, I think we don't often see adaptation that is taken so differently, but still retains some of the main ideas. Yeah. I think you have adaptation that's totally different, or adaptation and it's like a a mockery or sort of a mock image of something. So that was quite nice to have it as sort of plausible, a thought experiment. Yeah. It, it does add see, like more to it once you find out which mm. is what you want from uh, your inspiration sources in your film. There's even the bit where they just tell us, like, you'll live forever, Michael. You'll live forever. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you'll never grow old, specifically. Which, you know, is apt. Also, I did, I did quite like the way they sort of played with expectations of vampire stuff. Because Gar- like, you're like, does garlic work? Garlic doesn't work. Um... Holy, holy water works. Yeah, holy water works. Just getting a nuke to jump on that vampire goes in the bath. <laughs> that was fun. Um, Man, that's when they, they run into the church, though. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> great. It felt like the setup for defending the house from the wet bandits in Home Alone. That's what that felt like to me. Despite the fact it was way before Home Alone. Yeah, it's interesting how sort of familiar it felt, and I'm not sure whether it's because I have seen this content out of order. You know, mm. if it's that other people saw Lost Boys and were influenced and have since made whatever, or is it just the trope style is familiar, or is it that actually it borrows from others? Um, but it was it it sort of romped along. It didn't feel it didn't feel like a long film until that action scene at the end, which then felt like a whole other really long film. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it kind of felt generally quite well paced as a whole. Um, like again, I think I think the the, the fights in the end dragged for a bit, but other than that, I thought it was, I thought it was kind of like the perfect length because I I feel like there's nothing worse when you get something if you get something that's kind of just like I'd rather have a film be too short than it be too long. Yeah. Like, 
Like, even if it kind of is like, oh, can I want a bit more? But it's, it's like nothing worse than I want to leave, but I need to finish this for the sake of my own sanity. Yeah, no, I just leave for the sake of my own sanity. I stick it out because I'm a stubborn person. You're very stubborn. I'm so stubborn. I will watch this whole film and you can't make me change my mind. Yeah, when as I care about myself and I go, you know what, I'm not enjoying this. I'm going to not watch it anymore. Mm. <laughs> um, one surprise I did have was uh, Alex Winter, who plays Bill or Ted. I can never Alex tell the two Ted. part. I don't know um, which one he plays. Yeah, just... Curly hair boy, he's the only one that gets done with the stake by the Frog Brothers, and then they just yeah. while they're all hanging upside down in the cave. Oh, mate, they had little bat feet. Yeah, yeah, they're little bat. Oh, feet. yeah, they did. That was quite. Oh fun. man, because it was like, how are they hanging upside I, down? And then they yeah. had little funny little bat feet. I do like the the little details that they added in. Um, like it added a lot more to vampire films and vampire lore than people ever well Need, realized yeah. today. Like, it was a big inspiration for Buffy as well. Mm. Yeah. I will say this. The one thing I thought, and it was just like a little throwaway thing. Like, I, I really enjoy Buffy. I love Buffy. Um, but, like, the one thing I thought was like, damn. I, I get it. I'm going to put it on the TV budget. It's like, man, the vampire makeup in Lost Boys looks way better than it does in Buffy. <laughs> I think as well, they went sort of subtle. Yeah. I think we've seen a lot of, like, full head prosthetic vampires. And it it was a lot of combining the actor's original face into it and I think that really works in their favour um, and as well that scene where they're trying to in, not induct Michael where they're trying Convert to get him, him to, to eat the people yeah when Indoc- they're listening yeah, so it's what were they listening to? The... walk this way? Yeah. yeah, yeah. MC but, Hammer. Like 13 seconds of it they could get. And so the lighting is really red, but also the shadows from the fire. And then there was kind of silhouette style. They were sort of there together. I thought that scene was really incredible. Yeah. Um, and then as well, there was organs out of nowhere. As in the instrument? Body? Yeah, the instrument. <laughs> yeah, organs. Okay. Da-da! Because of course. I thought you meant like, like organs, like. Bleh! <laughs> It's sort of gothic in its history is the use of the organ, of course, of like, uh, you know, at funerals and churches. And so there's there's a load of sort of mythos in there um, and quite a bold choice because, of course, it's not wouldn't have been popular at the time. It doesn't really necessarily fit the tone of the movie, but I th- I can I can sort of see why that was there. I think I think that was quite instrumental because it could have been really dumb. Yeah, <laughs> I think that whole scene could have been really really dumb i i do feel the f- flyover pov yeah are shots we a bat? are, are we really a drone? are, are we? really dumb yeah trying to figure this out those are it wouldn't have been drones it would just be copters so that's no as so in within the context of nowadays oh, right. yeah it's just a bit dumb those bits but i think the fact that they were able to deal with what could have been the dumbest scene really really well kept the momentum and the sort of energy, the pacing, the spookiness for the rest of the film. Yeah, definitely. And, um... Yeah. And I feel like with... With The Lost Boys... Again, I know we said at the start, but it does feel like this was kind of the lead-in for... I feel like this was when people really started... Was it was it Schumacher's first film, Becca? Or had he, had he directed before? It was his last film. <laughs> He didn't make any more films after this. This was um, his magnum opus. <laughs> opus? Yeah, his magnum opus. Opus? His magnum 
popus. His magnum popus. Because I kind of feel like this was. I am fat checking. Fat checking. Fact checking. This is this is me giving you time. Thanks for the vamps. <laughs> magnum popus. Because I, I I did like the idea that um mm-hmm. like what like what you say with music as well is I I. I did find it quite funny that it was a you know it was a vampire movie that was also using music at the time mm. as it was out as well. He, which this is his sixth film. Oh wow! But and he was prolific. <laughs> I I at the Lost Boys. I've not seen the other ones, but I'd rather watch the Lost Boys. Yeah, the others are not rated well at all. Virginia Hill, five point five. Amateur Night at the Dixie Bar and Grill, six point four. The Incredible <laughs> Shrinking Woman, five point five. Street Fleet, 5.6. St. Elmo's Fire, 6.4. And then, yeah, he really started picking up. Mm, maybe not. <coughs> Sorry, we're just looking at the IMDb ratings in chronological order. <laughs> so I, yeah, I kind of reckon this is where studios kind of picked him up and were like, okay, no, Schumacher knows what he's doing. Because, like, I mean, I said to you, Becca, both of us got the mum approval for The Lost Boys. Yeah. <laughs> where, where... You were like, oh, you, you, you said to me, he's like, yeah, my mum loves that movie. She, I told her we were going to do it for the podcast. She was really excited. Mm. And then afterwards, when I, I went to get food, and then I, I gave my mum a call and said, oh, yeah, I'm doing a podcast. I'm going to record on The Lost Boys. Mum said, oh, that's a brilliant film. I've not seen that in years. And I was like, yes, we got mum approval for the films. Yeah, I think our mum's what I'm talking about. very different taste in films. Yeah, when I told my mum we were going to watch it, um, she was very intrigued by how you don't like horror, Louise. Yeah. And so then we got very in depth, and she was like, trying to figure out what about it you don't like and when I said well you're going to watch Lost Boys with me we, we chatted for a bit and she like, came to a conclusion like I think Louise will like the Lost Boys yeah. and she was right it's it's an interesting one I I feel like we've already talked about this on the podcast so I don't want to just reiterate stuff I've already said but um, it doesn't even have to be directly horror that I can find horrifying yeah. So, especially with the Chernobyl TV series, the first episode is really, truly horror. It's it's been ex- it's been um, described as cosmic horror. Yeah. Because oh, because oh. it's this unseen horrible thing is going to kill you slowly, but it's absolutely going to kill you, um, and your family and everyone you know in the whole yeah. world, and and killing those you from of, the future because yeah. it will give you that like bad stuff in mm. your body. And so those kind mm-hmm. of ideas definitely just don't sit happily with me as a person. I find they affect my thinking during and after I've consumed, whether it's a game or a book or whatever. Um, and so when it's action or gore or violence, those are momentary feelings that pass. But I think, especially if it's a horror film that is so much suspense and so much horrific ideas of waiting and hiding is like some of the worst things. I just... It is unpleasant in every way, um, but I don't think that that means that you know horror films are exclusively that, and I also don't think that that yeah. means that horror isn't elsewhere. Like, see, oh, do you want to speak, Sam? Say, uh, just a real quick one. Like, see, see with that no. with like <laughs> no. your personal feeling, personal feeling on horror. Um, I am amazed that you've been recommended Midsummer because that film affected me for a long time after watching it in terms of like what it was going for and the themes it was trying, like, trying to, that it was grappling with and it just it was it, like it it's such a hard watch and I find that film that film like Midsummer terrifies me. Mm. But as, you you also enjoy that feeling to an element. I, I, I don't necessarily it, I don't necessarily enjoy the feeling of it. It's more kind of like I like the fact that this film is tackling with this subject matter and mm. making me think about it. 
kind of thing, as opposed to personal enjoyment of the film. I think I think there are also films that aren't horrifying that do the same thing. Um, but yeah, I can't really sit with it. And and that's the thing, is I've watched a lot of horror films. It's not that I haven't watched it and that I don't know what I'm missing or whatever. Um, mm. And I think there are some really great films that have horrific moments. Um, but, but yeah, it just doesn't sit with me. So something like The Lost Boys, I can quite enjoy because it's never going to be that horrifying. Yeah. But it's still quite interesting and done really well. The horror stuff... Um, doesn't really affect me because I like them and I don't like actively seek them out but you know if there's an intriguing crime documentary or a horror film I'll be like yeah sure I'll watch it I mean, you're a bit you're a bit emo macabre <laughs> it's not that you don't seek it out it seeks I, you I, I enjoy my true crime documentaries don't at me like this um but even just the most innocuous of tv shows like the one I'm watching right now it really got me <laughs> the other night when I watched the episode because it was like a really horrific image of a character I really care about and it just came out of nowhere and I was like oh no it's big spoilers but I'm not going to talk about it much yeah. more than that but like that really got me in a way that nothing else really has mm. in a while mm. so I think it doesn't necessarily have to be the horror to get that feeling but more commonly it is within the horror bit like you know if the Lost Boys didn't have its campy it's very 80s camp. <laughs> vibe filter over it. Yeah. And that scene where he's eating the magnets and magnets? The maggots and the worms. Maggots. <laughs> the worms. worms. Well, that would be horrifying. Mm. Like, you know, if you, you'd give it to like any other horror director, like, you know, give it to Mike Flanagan, he would take that and run with it and make it unwatchable. But I think but, that's the uh, part of the charm of the film is yeah. that it's like we're gonna still make this a really clearly unpleasant and spooky scene, but we'll also just keep it keep it going. And I, I think that's one of the good things that Schumacher does is that he'll take these wild things that people have all these notions about, like vampires, and put his absolute own style on it. Mm. Like you know, what should happen when the vampire gets stabbed, Joel Schumacher? And he's like, well, let's give it a weird colour of blood and put glitter in the blood. So yeah. when the kids come out, they're just covered in glitter. And it's like, who would think of that? But it's brilliant. But but yeah, it, it's sort of, it's interesting because then it doesn't have to be super gory gory. Yeah. But then you can also very clearly see where they've all got glitter everywhere, which is then, of course probably not their intention, but an allusion yeah. to Twilight. And, and it's wonderful mm. how I, just, I assume it wasn't their intention to yeah. do a nod to Twilight <laughs> in the 80s. No, as in that Twilight was doing yeah. a nod to Lost Boys. But yeah, I think there's kind of something wonderful that ties vampire films together. Because uh, we have together have watched a lot we've of vampire media. We've watched a lot of vampire media. And, and it's sort of wonderful to kind of just be like everyone's take on this one idea. It's It's interesting to see how some of them will influence them for so long mm. and like you know one person will think wow they do this certain thing or this certain thing affects them and then it's just a knock-on effect and almost every vampire or form of media that involves vampires from there on will include that thing and it's just really interesting quick question for you becca aye aye have you seen let the right one in yes like the, the the original not like, the original Swedish one. I've seen the remake the 
Let me in. Whatever it's called. <laughs> let, let the right one in. Uh, well, was any good, first of all? Cause, have cause... you seen Let Me In? Yes. Have you seen the original? No. What was the one you saw called? Uh, I don't know. Can I come That in? was not the conversation. <laughs> There's a remake of it, like an American remake. It's I did Chloe enjoy Gray. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, in 2010. Yeah. Like yeah, the, the original it was called Let Me In. Yeah, it was Calling just when you out. didn't know what it was called. But it I was clearly called did. It was clearly locked inside my hind brain. Oh, it's so, got... Yeah. I, I swear the American one was called Let the Right One In as well. The original was called Let the Right One In. This one got changed to Let Me In because everyone was like, hey, you're confusing us. And we're like, okay. Right. The, the, the Swedish one is generally like... It was the top I mean, one. Me and, Liv, me and Liv watched it. I knew it was a vampire movie, but like for the first... Like twenty minutes, Liv had no idea. Classic. Um, and they also do other stuff to sort of like build on the mythos of vampires. Like one of the things that I've always wondered is why can't vampires just enter, like the premises? Why do they have Houser. to be invited in, um, to the premises before they can enter? And I know in Buffy it was like they literally had a force field where they couldn't walk through the door, something like this. Whereas um, in Let the Right One In, like the like is it's about a little kid that befriends a. A, a vamp, an, another kid who's a vampire has probably been alive for god knows how long and uh, he, he just like why can't you come in just come on just come in and then she just steps in and then I'm, I don't want to explain what happens for spoilers but it's just it's kind of horrific to the point where it, it was one of the most shocking scenes of the film where I was just like oh my god this is and it's kind of like different It's it's and then the Lost Boys' take on it is just oh no you just can't do harm to them when you invite them in As, it, like everyone has different rule sets for vampires mm. I know there's some interesting stuff because I watched the more recent remake of Fright Night recently. Yeah. And there's a bit where he's like, oh, I'm in the house. You can't come in. Ha ha ha. And then the vampire walks in. He's like, oh, nobody owns it. So actually, uh, I can just come in. And like, ah. Yeah, they play with that on Angel. And that's quite, that's quite a fun one. With the like force field bit and uh, Angel's like partner, but in, in like a business sense. It goes into the house because someone owns it. And then Angel's literally leaning on the force field in the open doorway. And then the person who owns the flat dies, and so Angel just face plants right onto the floor. It's that's pretty fun. Quite funny and like a good use of the trope. But yeah, we've chatted a lot about the sort of different rules that vampires have within different films, and the only real consistent one is that you shouldn't kill another vampire. Yeah, there's always like a law that vampires, or it's looked down for vampires to kill other vampires. Yeah. Um. But as well, I think a lot of the original stuff, like Nosferatu's or Bram Stoker's, mm-hmm. is, is usually one yeah. one enemy kind of thing. Um, and, like, you know, it becomes a plot point of, like, a lot of them. Like, you know, mm. Interview with a Vampire, a lot of the plot happens because they kill other vampires. Twilight, a lot of the plot happens because they kill other vampires. Like, it's weird to see this... Mix. It's interesting to know the media that you'd like more than the ones you've picked up on. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I could think of more, but brain is tired. Um, but yeah, I really like vampire media and I really like this film. It's been years since I watched it. So Louise was like, what happens in it? And I'm like, I cannot tell you. <laughs> but while I watch it, everything will like become unlocked and it did. And I remembered how much I enjoyed it and how good it is. Excellent. So, if you were going to rate it on the list, where would you put it? Um, I'd put it, like, really, really high. I thought you would. Because it's also, like, a nostalgic film where I used to watch it, like, with my parents. Yeah, I feel like, 
for me when we do better. I put it second. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Still not beating Little Shop of Horrors. I've got. So I've got the Lost Boys. Where have I got it? Two seconds. Sorry about this. There we go. I've got Lost Boys. Sixth. I got Lost Boys sixth. It's underneath Paprika but above Scream. If it was anywhere below tenth, I was gonna quit because that's <laughs> just being rude to me. None of my films I picked before broke into his top ten. This is the first one, and I feel like that's just like being rude to me. If it's any consolation, it wasn't a personal choice. It was just kind of like how I feel about the movies. It's like such a person. It feels like you weren't giving them a fair chance because yeah, I was the one who suggested why them. Are you bringing us onto the podcast and then being like, I don't like your films actually? So I'm gonna rate all my films. Well, to be fair, one of my films, my <laughs> to my two top or my two films. But to be fair, I keep picking directors whose films I've all seen. <laughs> so, also with with the the way my list works is that there's. Three films at the bottom that I'm not mad on. That's Step- that Stepford Wives, Drive Across Concrete Hills Wives. The rest, I really enjoy. <laughs> the rest, I actually really like quite a fair whack. Well, he so He does. Yeah. It's mad do. world. Mm. I like movies. You don't watch a lot, though. I, I, uh, I like movies. But only you do, Louise. Where would where would you rank this in the films that you've seen on the podcast? I don't. I don't really rank films compared to each other, and it's been so long, so I don't really yeah. know. But I, I, if if there was a list, it made it onto it. Let's put it that Ooh, way. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, good. Excellent. Well like, done, Lost Boys. I'd maybe watch that if there was another. Oh, should we watch it? I was like, yeah, sure. Put it on. I, I. That's where Lost Boys sits. Good. That's... Okay, you'd watch it again. That's yeah. I'm glad. That's hype. That is hype. I'd watch it again. I have to watch again. That seems like a like it's just a good fun one to have on in the background as well because you can just kind of tune in and be like, oh yeah, there's there's a bit where they're prepping for the vampire attack or uh, there's a bit where they're hanging on the train yeah, tracks. Yeah, for or... most of it, I didn't. I wasn't even on my phone. There was no crap. Yeah, clock. I was just sort of quite. Try- it's when it sort of just got boring action. I was like, okay, whatever. I've seen this before, but like I thought the build up was nice. I thought yeah, it was good. Nice one. Well, I think. If no one's got anything else left to add, um, thanks for everyone for watching. And next next time we'll be back with Batman. Becca. Batman. But which one? Batman. Uh, Batman Forever. I think I don't. I don't know which one comes first. Or oh. as in, like it's the one with Two Face and the Riddler. That, that's oh, forever. Are we not doing both yeah. as one. No, because they're so similar. We will get confused. Only difference is the other one has Batgirl. Okay. And different villains. Okay. But aside from that, you would get confused. So yeah. Perfect. Right. Well, that's gonna do it from us, folks. To everyone that has been listening, thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. strange no one remembers your name when you're strange